0: Hey everybody, do you have your will in order? Arthur Flabbington's uncle didn't. And that sucks for those of us on a 1099 with any company, especially if you're trying to escape a cave. Grab your Molotov cocktails and crowbars, all this and the riot of the year on episode 178 of Indie Game Riot. <laughs>
1: I'm Josh, joined by Rev and Vance, here with episode 178 of Indie Game Ride Podcast. Uh, This week is going to be a little bit different. I mean, we're going to talk about games like usual, um, but we are going to announce our Ride of the Year. And for those of you who don't know what the Ride of the Year is, that is our Indie Game of the Year award uh, that we give out every time. Um, I don't know if we're going to do it this year since we kind of are. You know still working our way back to things but previous years we did give out a really cool trophy thanks to rev and, and some friends of his uh but um we're gonna find a way to, i'm gonna find a
0: way to do it for this one as well,
1: well well yeah we'll figure it's really cool if you if you haven't seen it um i could probably put it i
0: i don't know if i'm go- i
1: don't know if i'm gonna do the same one
0: uh Think- just as shipping a full-sized riot shield <laughs> <Yeah>. from <laughs> southern california to That's france was that was so okay. My, my favorite year on that of doing that. So previously it was like I would buy a riot shield and then I'd have a buddy of mine that does um, like award labeling and stuff like that. And he did a colored etching or engraving in it. So it's like indie game riots riot of the year and then their their company logo and all of that. It was like it was really, really cool. Some of it's on our, our social media, I'm sure. Um, but uh, like, like one year, it was literally the weekend. It was the first weekend I was going to Indiecade for the first time. And it was like, it's ready. I got to ship this off to, to the game that won. Their dev studio was in France. The, the Riot Shield was like, nah, it was like less than a hundred bucks, but shipping that Riot Shield from Los Angeles to France to get to their studio was like, $400 <laughs> right before I was like, I, I literally was dropping it off on my way to the convention. And it was just like, oh, I was not expecting that. So. Um, I, I think I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna reassess. I'm thinking maybe like a, a, a riot baton that, that's engraved or like metal plating. Um, technology's advanced a lot since then, um, so maybe I can talk to a friend to maybe three D print one or just get a real one and then an engraved now, metal plating.
1: Now one of the one of the issues though, and that last time, or if I remember correctly, is that because they they were like. Kind of iffy about it because it was like a weapon, even though it's not really, but it kind of is. Then uh, you had to classify it, as, a, it out. as an award. Now, if as you do a baton, award, yeah. <laughs> that might be a little hard. No,
0: it's know. still no, it's still an award. Like I, even if it's like mounted on a plaque or something, like like anyway, I'll figure it out. It's going to happen. I'm excited if for you, this. And I
1: have that picture of the shield in case anyone's curious. So if oh you re- yeah, if you throw were, it up. Well, I mean, if you remind me, I can put it on on our discord server. So if, if you haven't joined our discord server, join it and you can see it at the, after the show. Um, I just can't do it now because of camera things. those will screw things up. But anyway, um, yeah, that's, so that's, that's going to happen today. And uh, lastly, I just want to quickly uh, remind you all that Indie Revolution Expo is, uh, the registrations are still open. Rev is wearing our classic, Uh, straight like our our actual logo shirt instead of the uh, like limited edition logo shirts that we usually do and uh, we'll probably do that again this year since we skipped some years because for those of you who don't know what happens is uh, whoever wins the uh, basically the game of show the the, uh, most revolutionary game uh, during IRX we with their permission kind of use their logo and and change it a bit to put Indie Revolution Expo Onto it, um, but because of the big gap, and, and last time's winner was the Metronomicon. But because of the big gap, um, we're probably just gonna go with the uh, with the regular logo and shirt this year. There's there's an example that was a that's the logo based on um, it was a, why can't I think of the name? What the fuck?
0: I don't remember.
1: Oh, <laughs> I this is not because the game like it was an excellent game. I'm just having a stroke or something. You can look back on our, any revolution expo, uh, archive. It's on the website. You can see it there. Um, But anyway, the point is, uh, we'll probably go with the regular logo this year. But if you are a game dev uh, and have a game, it doesn't have to be new. It can be old games as well. You can register that to be shown at IRX. And uh, if you have something that you think you could talk about that would be interesting for everyone to listen to, you can also sign up to be uh, a a presenter, to make a presentation. Not a panel. (laughs) Uh, uh, But yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll get uh, we'll get we'll get that going. And um, anything anything else that uh, I miss? I'm missing here before we.
0: Yep, yep, yep. You're missing the indie news
1: injection. Oh. Are you bored with the same old games?
0: Yeah.
1: Why then give yourself an indie news injection?
0: Thanks, indie games.
2: First up on Indie News Injection, we are talking about the Adventure X conference, Adventure Expo, that happened in London about one month ago, and uh, we have um, not gotten around to talk about it yet, but now is the time. Um, <laughs> it is a an expo a, and a conference that is focused on adventure games but also other sorts of narrative games it tends to uh, while they definitely accept and exhibit all manner of narrative games um it a lot of the games tend to be uh, in the actual adventure game genre more by um tradition than rules um there are a lot of narrative games that are acceptable uh to be exhibited there um and I was at it and exhibiting my upcoming game, Vagabond Starship, um, and it's uh, golf club. Yeah, yes. I go. was
0: trying not to blow there out the mic. Here, let me <laughs> let me applaud silently the correct
2: way. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so um, a lot, just um, a lot of really great uh, games and developers. Uh, showed up there
1: um let, let me ask yeah, you you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned they're loose they're a little loose with uh like adventure game genre right so like are you you're I, I you know you're pretty purist according to your like your game jam that you run uh how do you feel about these
2: uh, imposters encroaching upon you uh, I, I think you may might have gotten a little bit of the wrong idea. Um, I, I, have, <laughs> I have nothing against um, narrative games that are not uh, strictly following the rules of adventure games. I don't allow them in my jam, but that is the rules of my jam, right? Like, you know, if I were to uh, hold a, uh, I don't know, like a, Skeleton themed Halloween party, and make the rule that you have to show up dressed as a skeleton. Then, if you draw, show up dressed as a pirate, that would be against the rules. But it's not like I have anything against people dressing like a pirate.
1: But they have a skeleton on their hat.
2: <laughs> if they're a skeleton pirate, I guess that that would be fine. But uh, I don't know. That was a silly example. But I'm just saying, yes, my jam has a particular focus um, on more traditional. Uh, definition of adventure game, although I do definitely, um, you know, push to uh, and accept people who are, you know, innovating within that definition. Um, But it's not like I have something against people who are making narrative (laughs) games that do not fall strictly into the adventure game genre. Um, so yeah, that's no, I
1: have no problem with that at all. And there were certainly uh, a lot of, um, no, let me ask you though, <laughs> the, uh, yeah. a, a real question is, uh, like what, and I'm sure there were a ton of like really cool games there, but like, is there like maybe a top three or, or even just one that you like really want to talk about that you saw there outside of Ragamond? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, well, I'd like to yeah. hear more about
2: Vagabond. <laughs> yeah, you know, Vagabond Starship, obviously, is the best game that was exhibited there. Um, I don't, I don't know that I have a top three. I mean, I, I just... Maybe yeah. we just went on I... top of your head. Uh, well, the. Um, let me think. There's, like, Clem. Clem is a game that looks good. Um other i mean just i'm kind of reticent to to name off games because i didn't get to play all of them and i feel like i don't want to leave anybody out who made a great game i guess you're you know, at your booth most of the time, yeah. yeah unfortunately i was stuck at the booth all day long every day and i didn't see all of the games that were there and got to play very very few of them and um I might be the worst person ever to actually report on this conference because <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't. go to any I of the <laughs> yeah, I was also presenting. Yeah, no, I didn't go to any of the presentations because right, well, I was. Well, oh, let me, let, just, me let, was, just, let, let me let me ask you be this. My question.
1: question. Here, 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 let me ask you this question then. uh no. As a convention, how 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 was it? Like, do you feel like it is one of the better conventions, at least for adventure games? Obviously uh to i'm gonna cor- i'm gonna
0: out. correct you here i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna be i'm gonna c- do some minor correction according to their website they are not an adventure game convention they are a narrative game convention in fact they're about literally says adventure x is the uk's only convention dedicated to narrative driven gaming they should be yeah. called That's narrative what I,
2: said. I did i did say that in the beginning No, yeah i was I was, right. I was
0: correcting josh sorry oh, not, yeah, not not yeah. you <laughs> <laughs>
2: Right. right. Uh, yeah, so I mean, they did definitely 100% start out as an adventure game uh, convention. Yeah. Although they have broadened their hor- horizon since then, I, you know, was able to have um, to talk with the organizer of it, the guy who puts it together, and uh, he has has said, you know, quite uh, specifically that uh, he's looking to expand um, the offering or the the exposition of. Games that are not strictly adventure games um, into the conference even more than it already is. So, yeah, that's so definitely. Many, oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Oh no, I just was saying. Oh, yeah, okay, I probably, was going to say, how many?
0: How, how many people do you think uh, got a chance to 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 attend that weren't either the speakers or exhibitors? Lots of people. Yeah, there was there it. Were was it pretty lots populated
2: of people there? Oh, yeah, Uh, especially on Saturday. Saturday, it was um, there were just people and every inch of the floor Sunday was a little less. So I think a lot of the a lot of the people who were not the, um, the were not exhibiting and not speaking and not involved. Uh, in the production of Adventure Games, probably just only came on Saturday. It wasn't that big. There's no reason to come both days. And so, um, unless you wanted to see, you know, the talks on both days, of course. And so I think a lot of people who were, you know, less involved in in the production of the games came only on Saturday. Sunday was fewer people, but uh, yeah, there were lots of people and there was a you know a party after party each night, and uh, the place was packed. adventure gamers um, get in front oh, yeah uh, <laughs> you, you couldn't move around in
1: the place uh, well especially what... the first night. one more question yeah. before we move on to the next uh, news thing here and and definitely not out of any kind of uh, egotistical place for me. Um, how did your trailer go? How was it perceived? How was it taken? Oh
2: well, uh, not just a trailer; we had the playable demo as well. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was um, received very well. Got really a lot of positive response from the people who played it, um, and uh, there's write-ups on it as well from people who went to the conference. And um, oh, nice. It's, so you can look up Vagabond Starship write-ups from AdventureX, and there are several out there online. And just to quickly answer uh, your question, um, Josh, about whether it is, you know, one of the best conferences, it is definitely the best conference if you make adventure games. From definitely one of the best, if not the best, conference if you make other types of narrative games. Definitely 100% the best conference if you make adventure games. There are other narrative conferences that are newer than this one and i have not been to them they do not tend to like i said it is more out of tradition than um than rules that this that adventure x at this point still focuses mainly on adventure games but it still does and so if you are an adventure game developer that is the place to be you should go there before going before considering going to gdc or pax or any of these other places with is it you know 95 percent of the people at gdc won't give one shit about your game i was gonna every say every single person those are tricks yeah well, yeah is, yeah.
1: It, is adventure mm-hmm. x fairly oh much price more price affordable much more besides being in the uk
2: too yeah <laughs> yeah but, well it's it's half a dozen of one and uh six of the other to me because it's you know from korea it's about the same amount of time and effort to get to yeah. uh, right. california as it is to get to london um but yeah if you make adventure games and uh, or if you make uh, narrative games adventure x is the place to be it is a place that is laser focused on exactly the type of games that you are making and even if you're not exhibiting even if you're not speaking going there and being in the environment is inspiring and uh you know talking to all of the other developers all of the other people who are excited about the kinds of games that you're making uh or that you're interested in if if you're not making games it is definitely the place to be. It is my number one priority for places to um, to conf- for conferences to be at at this point. Do you nice.
1: know where else is a place to be, Ref? Uh-huh. <laughs> Moving on? He said, huh?
0: Moving on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I was trying to like, I was like, I, know is this a joke or were you like transitioning to me? Um, All right, so yeah, Adventure X, check it out for sure. (laughs) Um, So other quick news item, and I'm going to go quick because we still have to have a no-holds-barred, brass knuckles-and-elbow-drops kind of fight for Riot of the Year. But uh, Blumhouse, the movie studio, recently made uh, the movie Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, based on the game Five Nights at Freddy's, which, uh, good for them. Uh, Not my cup of tea, personally, but I'm glad to see that kind of success. Uh, But the movie studio decided that they are going to start a publishing house called Bloomhouse Games uh, to help uh, indie devs make original horror titles. Uh, They've just hired on uh, Joe Lammert and Clint Brewer, to um, kind of help shape and uh, and and guide this new attempt. Uh, so uh, Joe Lammert, uh, you might recognize some of the games that, that they've worked on: Roller Drome, uh, The Outer Worlds, Ali Ali World, um, and uh, Brewer. Sorry, Lammert is going to be the production lead. Uh, Brewer is going to be their games technical director um, and has been working in engineering in at EA, Oculus, Activision, NVIDIA, and a bunch of other places. Uh, they're kind of targeting um, a, a uh, project with a budget of under $10 million. So, um, you know, we can kind of expect, a, I would expect that we would have Fairly good quality coming out of this if they're aiming to keep it under ten million dollars. Uh, but uh, yeah, you may if you're if you're a dev, uh, check check it out. There may be some some uh, a horror game dev check it out because there may be some some opportunities for you there. They're looking to bring original horror titles to console, PC, and mobile. And that's a good track uh,
1: record with those devs too.
0: Outer yeah and Alley, Alley world. I, they they've got some really solid experience in that. So, yeah, and if uh if you're just a, a a gamer or you know just kind of interested, keep an eye out for their first published work. We don't know when that'll be, but they just formed the company and just fired just hired a creative director, so
2: <laughs> it and then might there be will a be a last. while.
0: <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's probably Sorry. next year. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh well um go ahead yeah i, I stole no, no, your I'll... transition no you
0: go, you go ahead okay hey 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 josh do you want to get into a fight again
1: yeah yeah let's, let's well, fight let's, again let,
0: let's talk let, let's fight about our riot of the year
1: all right so <laughs> go ahead. uh yeah riot of the year uh, again if you are new to the show riot of the year is uh our indie game of the year award that we hand out so, the, the, the process for this goes... Um, uh, we, the hosts, us, we go in and have a meeting. And that's what we did last week instead of the show. Uh, we kind of had like a mini break uh, for holidays and everything like that. But we decided to, to do this uh, at least and so we can get it out for this week. But the, the process is we go in, have a meeting. We bring up some of our, our own personal nominees. The games have to be fully released in the the past year so 2023 this year um leading up until like november december December, yeah it's like november december kind of thing um and uh yeah so we we do that and then we uh we fight to the death until one emerges um and by that i mean we we debate and actually this year was fairly I, I, it was fairly peaceful compared to previous years. That may, I don't know. Vance is a little bit more laid back, I think. So, but, but then again, he does have some strong opinions I personally go went fuck into
0: yourself it. and die in a fire has been said at more than one of these riot of the year meetings. <laughs> it was
1: not said during this year's <laughs> high standards. Uh, so I, per- the other thing is, I personally went in knowing I was at I was climbing an uphill battle, you know, was, uh, or was yeah. fighting an uphill battle. I, I, I knew my my nominees were not either their cups of tea. Um, but I tried my personal and plus yeah. plus the other thing is that um because we started the show back up like uh, with like a third twelve year episodes left. ago, ten yeah. episodes um like yeah, a quarter to a third of the year like uh, we decided that we would because usually we pull this from games that we had also covered, um, but we went ahead and said, okay, as long as it wasn't any game released this past year even if we
0: minor minor correction here josh said that his nominees were indie games <laughs> that had come out this past year even if we hadn't covered them vance and i chose from games that we did cover
1: <laughs> anyway my <laughs> games were very uh they they deserved to be on that list i will say oh absolutely um <laughs> uh my, good runners up yeah yeah my my uh i'm trying to get right bring that open here my games, uh, I, I said Homebody, which is one that we covered, um, just yep. basically because it was a really unique uh, mashup of various mechanics and and, uh, for, and and humor, dark humor inside of a legitimately scary horror game um, where, where a killer stalks you and there's like a time loop and everything like that. Uh, homebody, My Friendly Neighborhood, also... Featured on Indie Game Riot. Although I was thinking of some other games at first, but I decided to change that um, just because of how quality the story was in that game and just the, the amount of polish. And then finally, the one that was not and actually was my choice, my top choice was Dredge. Um, and if you don't know Dredge, I highly recommend it. It's a uh, especially if you are into um, uh, Lovecraftian type horror. Um, you are it's you are a fisherman. Fishing up corrupted uh, uh, fish at times, and also dealing with some strange sea—not sea sea folk, but people living by the sea—and you know, as as one does in uh, Cthulhuian type of horror, the Lovecraftian type horror. Um, But I knew (laughs) Cthulhuian type horror. (laughs) Between between uh, the fact that neither of them have played it, we didn't cover it on a show. It's a horror game. Uh, by all accounts, it was a long shot. Yeah, I knew it wasn't going to make it. So we
0: we gave him we gave him a chance. We gave him a chance, and like he made some pretty valid arguments, but it was like, yeah, no, you lose this one. So he 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 seated. He 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 tapped out, threw in the towel. Yeah, and so, then just argued against me and Vance for all of our arguments <laughs> against me. I'm playing down. devil's advocate.
1: I'm playing devil's advocate. <laughs> Uh, oh, that,
0: yeah, Devil's Advocate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so I'll let you guys talk about the, the two, but the, there, there are two games that you, were on your list. We don't really need to go into them because the, the other two yeah. are the more important ones. Uh, Vance had Oxenfree 2 on his list that uh, was mentioned but wasn't part of like the argument, and then Rev had Cocoon on his list, which ended up not being really part of the argument. The two, and I'll, I'll let you guys talk about it, but the two games that was really uh, a debate about was either Sea of Stars or...
0: Wait, wait, wait pause
1: there for the
0: reveal so uh i'll go first because my top game lost um i went into this uh like like this was our this was our runner up for riot of the year and uh like i went into this full of gung-ho piss and vinegar i was ready to fight um sea of stars is an amazing game like don't get me wrong uh, I absolutely love it. It's one of the few games that I've played to completion this year alone, and I logged about 100 hours into it um, and, like, like, absolutely loved it. Super passionate about it. It was everything that an indie game should be. However, there were some minor problems, and I talked about it in the episode where we covered it. There's some some typographical stuff. Um, it, there, there's, there was some, some misses, I think, in some of the writing, there was some minor, uh, pacing issues, that sort of thing throughout the full game. Um, and the music kind of got a bit repetitive, uh, at times, but the biggest drawback to Sea of Stars based off of our argument and the thing that literally, lipped my vote from the game that i wanted to win to the game that does eventually win uh was that sea of stars well a phenomenal game uh it is a fairly bog standard rpg game like like it's it's fun and it's super well done it's just it's an rpg game and there doesn't seem to be a lot of uh, uh, of draw to it outside of that aspect. And the, it's a well done indie game, and it's an RPG, and there's not a whole lot of overlap.
1: The interesting thing about it. The interesting thing about it, and, the, the, and this sort of stuff did come up in the discussion, but is that Sea of Stars, by all accounts, is it's nominated for a ton of awards, uh, and it's probably going to win a lot of awards. A ton of awards. awards <laughs> for for those of you that care about it. Uh, about those awards, but... that, Isn't that tonight? No, no, it's on a thir- it's on Thursday. Anyway, um, Thursday.
0: Oh, okay,
1: but yeah. So, oh, we so... should mention that. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, so so, I'm. Um, it, it's interesting, and and you, and that's a valid point. Is that it's it's nothing. I mean, it's a great game, like you said, but nothing like stands out to the point where it should. I like in my mind, ride of the year should be should really stand out. Knock for, our socks off. Like 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 just. Stand out from the crowd by by being innovative and you know completely creative and and so when you said that it's like standard, I was like, well, that's not right of the year. That said, I didn't make that des- decision. I left it between them two. Like I said, I was playing devil's <laughs> advocate the whole time. Um, so
0: yeah. Sea of Stars, great game. Check it out, like we said on the show. But also, it's the runner-up for Riot of the Year. I lost. I was convinced by a very wonderful argument from Vance. Uh, Vance, do you want to announce our actual Riot of the Year winner and why it won?
2: Yes. So, the winner of Riot of the Year is the Fabulous Fear Machine. And, uh, well, this game, I mean, it's very polished. There's so much good to say about it. The the graphics are striking. The uh, gameplay loop is interesting. The strategic gameplay is engaging and interesting. The really big reason that I think that where they really... um, Stone shine. What is Shined. the word? Yeah, okay, Explode. yeah, <laughs> this, <laughs> Where where they really stood out was that the how tightly and seamlessly the narrative was um, tied in to the strategic gameplay. While it is
0: and the mechanics, a,
2: yeah, and yeah. While it is a strategy game, the the things that you do the the core gameplay of it is a strategy game. The, the narrative, the story, and the characters are tied into it so well, it almost uh, feels like an adventure game or a narrative game at times, which is a very difficult thing to do for a strategy game. Um, and so I thought, uh, while there are lots of good things to say about that game, that is an area where it just really stood out and sort of transcends genres and becomes something and that, There's uh, there's really that, that standout
1: factor right there where, Yeah, where it, it, it breaks. I don't know if I would call it genre breaking, but it, it definitely, uh, ascends. It, it, it rises above. Um, it's John yeah that's a good way of putting it that's a good way of putting it Right. Um, so yeah congratulations to the fabulous fear machine we will uh, be sending you fine folks uh, an award at some point it may take a little bit of time uh, and it will probably look different from previous years uh, but we will get it done for you so you can uh, throw it in the trash when you get it (laughs) I'm just kidding (laughs) it'll be cool I hope you would keep it um, so, yeah, congratulations again, and uh, uh, here's to next year, a full year of games to choose from. Um, I am so excited. Yeah. Uh, let's let's get it done. With that said, uh, you know what? We should be getting done right now.
0: Starting the riot. Starting, starting the, the riot. riot. Starting the riot. Starting the riot.
2: This week on Starting the Riot, we are covering the will of Arthur Flabbington. Uh, this is a game by Goo Games, by uh, Guga. guga <laughs> um, <gamous>. And he's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, his, uh, his game company is named Goo Games. He goes by Guga Online and most uh, online places that I've seen him and uh, the will of Arthur Flabbington started out as a jam game. The very first part of it is uh, close to what the jam game was but then he fleshed it out over the course of two years I think. I think it was about two years or more that into a full-length adventure game with full voice acting and uh, just a really high quality Product that I have not finished yet because it is not easy. It turns out. But <laughs> what I. What well, is, it, is it? Is it
1: challenging I mean, or is it space logic type?
2: No, no, no. It's the, it is not one of those. You know. when you find out what the answer to something is you don't say oh my god that was stupid right Uh, like you know the types of games no it's like like, oh "Oh, my god
1: I'm stupid that's the guy
2: yeah yeah you're like oh right yeah I I don't know how I missed that for the last five and a half days straight Um, (laughs) (laughs) or whatever but yeah no it is it is not and um I've played a lot of Guga's games and he does not rely on absurdity and and um, nonsense logic um, and so uh, the people who are familiar with his work have been uh, looking forward to this game for some time and now it's finally out and uh, it is yeah just an incredibly well-made game the plot is that um, your uncle has died and left in his will to uh, clues to a treasure map that can only be deciphered by two of his old friends but those two old friends want nothing to do with each other so they have they are not looking for the treasure and so you are decided to look for the treasure but you need to figure out how to um, get these people's help unwillingly to find the treasure. And also you've accidentally summoned the wrong ghost when you tried to talk to your uncle. And so there's just some random ghost that's now bound to you and following you around. <laughs> yeah. it's oh,
1: just so. just like my life. It's it's like an autobiography. Alright, not an right, autobiography. Yeah. It's a mm-hmm. fuck it. Go
0: ahead. <laughs> you, you, my joke you, fell. You, you landed that joke landed well. It gosh. landed well in the
1: <laughs> toilet, like that turd floating on screen.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, and of course there is a toilet, just like Guga uh, um, is wont to do in his games, and uh, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> what a is,
1: signature, um, a
2: piece of yes. shit. Yes. Well, yeah, death, <laughs> death, and toilets. Um, that's 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 how you describe. I'm surprised he uh, hasn't
1: had
0: like Kuga an Elvis in press two either. words. <laughs> can I can I just say it's really like I love seeing people's work progress. Um, I know I'm not like intimately familiar with all of all of Google games work, but um I am passingly familiar with uh, his previous game, uh, Kill Yourself. And like that one came out in like 20, Long 19, 2020, yeah. something like that. It was around the time that everything went to weirdness. Um, and, and like looking com- comparing and contrasting the uh, the 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 art in "Kill Yourself" to the art of uh, "Will of Arthur Flavington, and like it is gone by leaps and bounds and it's so well done. Like Kill Yourself was well done in 2, but like it had a different vibe for it and it didn't look to me at least nearly as um like like well done if that makes sense. Like I'm not trying to shit on the other game, but it's like there there's definitely the a the rise. Yeah, you can you can definitely see that like mm-hmm. his art style I'm Looking improved at it now, now. yeah
2: definitely
0: yeah like like just details and the ability to build those into his pixel art is is like vastly improved um so like i i appreciated that um what did you have you played uh kill yourself vance yes you have yeah okay so you're 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 familiar with like his style of humor from that Mm -hmm. game
2: and a lot of other of his games yeah
0: okay uh how would you say like like does this does this game also exemplify or show a uh expansion and elevation of his sense of humor um,
2: well I mean it is it is a actual game with a plot not like <laughs> and kill yourself is not a game with a plot it is it is a very interesting game and even you can say a somewhat innovative game in that you um you Every playthrough is very, very short in Kill Yourself. But the idea is that it is only like a reasonable amount of playtime if you play it over and over and over again and try to find all of the endings. Um, Isn't there like a hundred plus endings? There's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, So while a single playthrough of Kill Yourself could be 30 seconds, a minute possibly a few minutes.
1: Um This video is not getting monetized ever. <laughs> kill yourself, kill yourself,
0: kill yourself. Yes. Fuck your algorithm.
1: Unalive yourself as the kids say. Yeah. No.
0: Fuck the
1: algorithm. Yes. Alright, sorry, good. But
2: All so right. yeah, anyway, yeah. So Will of Arthur Pontiad is um a full length game with a full length plot um so it's it's quite a bit different than than kill yourself but the the sense of humor it is a guga sense of humor um okay you know lot, lots of uh you know death and uh, that that kind of things it's uh and uh it, it, you can recognize if you played his games that you know his sense of humor uh, comes through in it really well. Um, yeah, but okay. it's a, a very very different kind of game than Kill Yourself was. Gotcha.
1: Okay. What the what kind of inventory system does he use? I I haven't seen it.
2: Um, it's a pretty standard inventory system. I don't. It's not like I, Sierra. I right?
1: It's more. It's more Lucas.
2: No, I mean, it's not like verbs and that kind of thing. Okay. It is more Sierra in, in you ha- have inventory items and you use them on things you don't have them in the. So LucasArts, I think when I think of LucasArts, I think right on the bottom of the screen, you have over here, some verbs. And then the over here, around. you have oh. the inventory. Now Sierra had the bar across the top. Uh, okay. With the inventory, and that's what uh, that's what you're looking at here in this game. All right. Gotcha. Oh, well, cool. Uh, I don't know what he used. I think he might have used um, a power hook, um adventure thing to make it. I think that's what he used, um, their tool to, to make it, uh, which is Sierra-esque in general.
1: It's I think furry. that's what he
2: used. For, from, he can yell at me if I'm wrong. I
1: don't know. From the <laughs> looks of from the... looks of the, Well, I guess it's actually a fairly long game. It's like, I see most people finishing it in between like eight and nine hours or so. Um, maybe some, some longer. But uh, there is a demo. Because I was going to say, if it's a short game, I'm surprised there's a demo. But there is a demo for those who are interested. Um, but if you want to buy it, its 11.99 is $11.99 uh, on, on Steam. So you can get it... Uh, today for a pretty yeah. pretty good price.
2: Yeah, I it's will, uh, very reasonably priced and a, a very good game. I have not finished it yet, but uh, the, what I've played, very enjoyable.
1: I will
0: say, just to kind of give you guys an idea in the audience, like, uh, like, like his kind of sense of humor in the about the game... He lists some of its main features, and my favorite feature I've ever seen listed in a game is a state-of-the-art 320 by 180 resolution for the hardcore pixel lovers. (laughs) Mm,
1: Sweet, sweet pickle, pickles, pixels, pickle. What is (laughs) it, man? I don't know, man. My brain's. (laughs) Have you been
0: drinking tonight?
1: I wish. (laughs) I do a scotch over there. Um. Anyway. That is the will of Arthur Flamington, and that was starting the riot. But uh, you know what is in the future? Free pretty fun. Oh, wait, no. Get the fuck out of here. God damn it. (laughs) Peep Show. Peep Show. This week on Peep Show, we're talking about a little ditty called lethal company we actually talked about this last week uh briefly in news or not last week but last episode uh in news because they had passed what was a hundred thousand concurrent uh players on steam passing like some really big ass games uh, was it number one yep. for a little bit there it was it was
0: number one at the time and uh like the only game that had more than it at
1: that moment was like fortnite hell yeah well fortnite's not on steam so fuck them um <laughs> lethal company uh currently in early access as this is peep show um is a game is a uh co-op game one to four players uh i would highly suggest going in with a full crew if you can it makes the game um even with that one extra player makes the game a lot more well it's it's challenging no matter what but it's a lot less challenging with a full crew um but you 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 work for a mysterious company on a mysterious moon Going to mysterious other moons to pick up some mysterious scrap that you can sell back to the mysterious company on a mysterious ship, and uh, if you don't, every uh, three days you have a quota to fulfill, um, and if you don't hit that quota, um, you are—we'll we'll just say fired. Uh, is I don't... your is
0: your is is your
1: quota mysterious too?
0: Like I'm getting the feeling that there's like some some kind of. Uh, hidden aspect of information it
1: about is, this game. It is kind of mysterious, because it's very, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's very, like, random. Uh, I mean, it's the same as, you know, as you... So so, if you hit your quota, then three days starts again, and your quota goes up. It keeps, you know, it, it goes up and gets harder. But it doesn't... It's not like random quotas, as far as I know, I don't think. Okay. Um... So, it does. you know, you, you kind of... Essentially, like, levels in that way. Um... You, know, you you know harder and harder levels um, as you're going it's kind of roguelike in, in a sense too that as you're doing this um, the money you get from selling these things uh, to the company uh, you can use to buy equipment to help you out while you're searching for these things to help you out to defend yourself you can get like ship upgrades um, and various things like that and and none of these things are permanent um, mm. which is Honestly, I was a little upset when I learned that it's <laughs> uh, it's not so bad. <laughs> there are some um, uh, cosmetic things like you can get like different suits. There are ship upgrades that are seem to be purely cosmetic too. So I don't know. <clears throat> I haven't gotten any of them because we use the money on uh, usable things. But um, form over function yeah. over. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't function know over form. I, there you go. I don't know if those are permanent or not, but I know the stuff that helps you is not and you have to continue. And if you die while you're on these missions um, and you're carrying the items, they will disappear. Now when you die, you do as long as not as long as you don't get totally wiped, um, you do come back at the end of the at the end of the day when you go back to the ship and lift off from the moon. Um, but you don't keep your equipment, so you have to rebuy them. And when you buy them, they actually come down in this like ice cream truck sounding ship that just drops down. Um, <laughs> and there are certain enemies that are attracted by sound, so uh, God forbid that's happening when that comes down. Although it's cool because there's some there's an interesting strategy um, we used it the last time we played, uh, where that particular enemy was uh, kind of waltzing around like he owned the place, and then we had to get back to the ship, but it was in the way, so. Uh, you know, we ordered like something cheap and had the ship drop down onto the moons to to distract it, uh, so we can get there. Oh, that's a smart tactic. Yeah, uh, that was uh, actually Wizfish in chat. He was the one that did that. He he played uh, me, him, Kenji, and uh, uh, Ryan, who who is not here in chat because he's a bastard. <clears throat> um, <laughs> sorry, Ryan, but I'm not. Um, no. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, we. Uh, that's really how the game loop kind of goes and um the best thing about this game like i said it's pretty challenging there's a steep learning curve it's definitely a game too where you kind of have to like do a little bit of learning <laughs> you know you watch some tutorials and figure out some stuff uh you know especially with certain enemies although you have like a scanner that you try and scan enemies with without dying if you can uh to kind of give you a uh, like your a, Pokedex. Yeah, there's like a bestiary on, on the terminal that's in your ship that you can search up and see what like, works against them and things like that. Um, one of the cool things, it's a little bit phasmophobia-ish for anyone who's played that too, because uh, the best strat is to have someone in the ship and be a ship bitch uh, and keep an eye on cameras. And, and uh, you can also like, remotely access certain doors and turn off turrets. Um, it's a you know so it's a good idea to have someone stay in the ship and, and keep an eye on things. Plus, as long as one person survives, you're good. Because if everyone dies, your day you know you you continue your your run, but you lose all the items that you haven't sold. If everyone dies, so then you're just yeah, kind of screwed. Um, but yeah, once you get past that learning curve, uh, it's it's great. And even with that learning curve, even when it's challenging when you first start this game makes for some of the funniest shit i've ever i've ever played in, in a co-op game some of the moments and i'm, I'm hoping my friend uh, whizfish and chat he, he he's got a bunch of clips that he's going to put together into a video hopefully uh so you guys can see but there's uh it made for some really hilarious moments and, and probably one of my favorites so there is a there's an enemy called uh the flea um, they crawl out of these vents and then they hide in the ceiling wait for you to come through and they'll like drop on your head and munch on your brains I guess um, but it doesn't kill you right away so we just hear and it's definitely and like Phasmophobia you know you, the audio is all through the game and it's very uh, I forget the word but you like you know it's um, Wherever they're at in the, in the game is where it's coming from, you know, in your headphones. So if they're through a wall, it sounds muffled, for instance. Um, oh, OK. And, and like in from the direction that they're in. So me and me and Whisfrish are in a, a different room and all of a sudden we hear, oh, my God, get it off, get it off, uh, which is our friend Ryan. He comes running up and <laughs> there happens to be a shovel on the ground. Nearby, he's like, get it off me! They're definitely on me. And there's an interesting thing: is that <laughs> there was a little bit of a, bu- uh, a bug, no pun intended, in the game where neither <laughs> of us could see it. But he's freaking out, freaking out, get it off! Uh, he's like, and <laughs> my friend whisper, she's like, are you sure? He's like, yes. <laughs> so he turns around, picks up the shovel, and just whacks him in the head with like this cartoonish, <laughs> and from my point of view, it just looks so ridiculous. I can't wait to see it on on the uh, the clip montage he's gonna do, and hopefully you guys can see it because it's a lot funnier when you know you're not telling the story about it. But there's these moments; it just creates these moments that that you have with your with your friends playing this game that uh, are super enjoyable, super entertaining. Um, and I'm having a blast, honestly, uh, so far playing this game. And, and we're still learning stuff about it. And uh, last time we played, we got the farthest we've ever been. Um, I think the like quota starts you off at like 130 something dollars or whatever the, the money is. Um, yeah. And then we ended up getting up to like 700 something like $780-something, um, which was right. maybe, like, I think, like five runs, I guess you would say, uh, without dying. Um, so... Uh, we're you know we're getting better. It's a great time. There's a reason why there's so many people playing it right now. Um, it's it's fun. It's it's hilarious, and uh, I highly suggest buying it. Made by Zeekers, by the way. Who, if you don't know him, and I didn't know him before this, but apparently, I guess they're famous for making like Roblox games. If I I think, um, and I don't know. I know if they this... have some other
0: published games on Steam that I have not heard of, but like a lot of. Okay, minor segue here, since you mentioned Roblox, a lot of, like, devs are, start, or future devs are getting their start in Roblox. And there's some good stuff we're, we're gonna going to have. We're going to have to talk about Roblox at some point. I know. I don't want to. I don't want to, <laughs> but... <laughs> uh,
1: but there are some good games coming out of Roblox, and I don't know if this started off as, like, a Roblox mod or not or, or what, but um, f- according to his... Twitter profile, I believe, unless I may be mistaken, but I believe he is like a a, a Roblox creator first and foremost before this. But hopefully, this changes. He he definitely
0: he he makes a lot of videos about Roblox as well.
1: So Um, again, early access. It is only ten bucks, if you can believe it. Um, And it is like I said, there are bugs in the game, but I have not encountered anything Uh uh, game breaking. Um, All the bugs that happen have been funny (laughs) at worst they've been a little bit annoying like maybe like an item all of a sudden disappears that you wanted to sell um but it's not like game breaking by any means and uh like i said there's that one that 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 i talked about that ended up being just fucking funny um so you know I, i highly suggest for 10 bucks it that's that's as good as you can pay for a good time with your friends honestly um so definitely go get it do you guys have any questions about lethal comedy? no I'm just mildly irritated
0: that i don't have a machine that can play it as yet. soon as you
1: get it i would love to play oh, it. oh i'm 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 going to all right well um since you don't have a machine you got to save up for your machine i think the best yeah. course of action is for you to play some free fun
0: and finally, this week, we're talking about Cave Escape, Cave Escape, Cave Escape. Uh, it's kind of blended together, so we'll call it Cave Escape. Um, this game is uh, it, its relatively short, Like, as far as I can tell, there are only two levels to it. Uh, what you're seeing right now is level one. And oh my god, you can shoot in this game? How is that a thing? Uh, <laughs> sorry i played this for like an hour and i cannot get through this this level whatsoever you can jump on enemies i found that out uh but otherwise touching them will uh deal damage to you and three hits you're dead unless you collect a heart or fruit or something i still haven't been able to figure that out um personally i was having fun with it at first as i was kind of exploring and and kind of learning uh but it is like this is the most difficult free fun game I think we've ever covered. No, and I don't you guys, know...
1: you guys complain so much about test 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 and all that stuff.
0: No, I complained about my my being dumb in test <laughs> test test. This game is fucking difficult. Like I don't know if it's just because like color blindness or what, but like I cannot. Like this level that we're watching right now, I cannot complete because I cannot see anything. It is so dark, and it is like everything blends so well together for me
1: uh, that like
0: that. he he's in a spot right now. Uh, I'm I'm watching the stream with the the, the audience. So I'm slightly behind what uh, was actually happening, but he got to a spot I didn't know how to get to there. Um. Like, like, it was really, really difficult. I didn't understand what was hitting me or even where my character was uh, at the start of this level. So, uh, like, you can jump on them like Mario. It, it's kind of janky in, in terms of its hitbox. Apparently, you can shoot uh, that I didn't know. I'm going to try interesting though,
1: that. You mentioned about being dark, and it's interesting how they have... They have this global lighting where like shadows are cast like really heavily yeah. by everything.
0: There's some there's some really cool tech in this I, like like and, and I I really appreciate it. But uh, yeah, I, I wish there was footage of the second level. That's the one that I probably spent the most time on. Uh, it's a it's a not endless runner. Um, but uh that one was also extremely difficult and i don't know if it was just like again i'm i'm getting old and therefore my gamer timing my twitch gaming my my micro if you're familiar with pure ownage um and uh like like it was it it was ridiculously difficult but a lot of like really simple fun on the second level the the first level here is it was so frustrating because i just i couldn't make anything out and the shadow and uh lighting tech on it's like this, a lot of
1: orange and browns too
0: yeah and it just like it it, it looks fine i'm like watching the video yeah, now really i'm like good. oh like i i can make things out much better in the video than i could when i was playing it
2: um you
0: may need to uh, turn but, up
2: your gamma on your monitor it looks like the uh, type of game that might help
0: maybe uh, yeah I usually have that running a little bit low I'll give it another try but uh, it, it's free it's by kzisiu2137 on itch.io and um, really really short but fun kind of difficult give it a whirl uh, it plays in browser it's not even a download like like you don't even have to, to download this you can just play it in your browser it's so easy and uh <laughs> and uh yeah check it out have some fun with it get frustrated tell me if i'm just bad at games nowadays like like if, if you're watching this or listening to this go play cave escape uh link is going to be in the description for sure but like give it a try and then uh next episode come tell me like how bad i am at games now because like i could not i could not complete this i only completed the second level once and that was because if you happen to get lucky enough to kill one of the uh and en- uh enemies that's on your your run uh and then you die they're gone for the rest of that run to be fair so, i
1: i don't i i can definitely see that being a problem if you're colorblind with uh like i said the oranges and browns kind of really blend into each other yeah but it is really so. nice looking
0: um yeah, it, it was really—it's it, really well done. The control seemed relatively tight. The physics on it—I was really surprised at how mm. aggressive the physics were in the first level. Um, so yeah, it's a—it's a good little bit of tech. Uh, I kind of hope that they expand it a bit.
1: Well, uh, you know what's not expanding. <laughs> This episode? This episode, because it is coming oh, to an end. Oh thank God. No, I'm
0: kidding
1: I'm kidding. I love this. Uh yeah, and so we're coming up on my bedtime too. So thank you uh, for for coming in to those of you who stopped by the live stream. If you are listening to the edited version, you can stop by our live stream anytime on twitch.tv slash josh and ya um that is uh every tuesday unless uh some sh- bullshit happens something happens <laughs> <laughs> like the holidays <laughs> um but uh just about every tuesday 9 p.m eastern time um standard time at this moment i believe no daylight savings time whatever it is now uh, well it doesn't matter nine
0: o'clock on the east coast of america there we go
1: i hate daylight savings time. yeah Um, So you can join us there and and chat with us live, uh, much like the the fine folks today. Um, If you are uh, listening on Twitch and would rather listen to the edit version, that's fine, I guess. Um, You can do so anytime on YouTube because that comes out usually the next day, uh, as well as on Spotify and every other podcast platform available pretty much. Um, Another reminder, Indie Revolution Expo, register your games, register your presentations, register to be a volunteer to help us like moderate and stuff like that. Um, it's really We've got helpful. some
0: really cool ideas that we want to implement this year.
1: Yes. So, uh, Indie expo.com, you can go to that website or you can go to any on there. And there's a link, to, uh, in our menu, uh, to that as well. It says, IRX and, uh, uh also IRX jam is going to be happening and you can join that right now, even though the jam doesn't happen until, uh, April. Um, So if you are a game dev and wants to do a, uh, I believe it's three week game jam that we decided on this year, um, go ahead and join that as well. You can support us in a a couple of different ways or a few different ways. I should say financially, you can do so by subscribing on Twitch and Patreon. You can do that as well. Um, Otherwise you can also just uh, follow and subscribe, Uh, follow on you, follow on Twitch, subscribe on YouTube, uh, <laughs> trying to get the words Hit the out. the bell and the, do the thing. All the things. You know that call to action that everybody does? that like button. Big
0: yeah.
1: Big. <laughs> um, all that sort of stuff. You can also send us tips, uh, games to check out, people to talk to, uh, all sorts of stuff, uh, to our email, contact at um, And of course, oh, Discord is probably the biggest and best way. I mean, we have all socials like Twitter at Riot. Um, but Discord, link is going to be in the description or below the stream if you're live. Um, Discord is the best way to talk to us. Um, so definitely join our Discord if you can. And I'm going to try and remember to post that uh, award that we sent uh, the developers of Endless... Uh, I believe is Endless Space that we sent it to that year um, to show off the really cool uh, trophy that Rev made and sent. Um, I believe that's everything... That we yeah. need to shout out there. So, with that said, do you have any last words? No.
2: Uh
1: flibbity gibbet. Good? Vance? Top that? Nope. God damn
2: it. Nobody can <laughs> top that.
1: Nobody. <laughs> no, I'm not <laughs> even it's gonna
2: try Untoppable. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah, you got
1: me. With those wise words said, uh say your goodbyes, gentlemen. Bye bye. Have a good one, folks. Music